It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to a bonus Bank Holiday Monday episode of the 1871 podcast. And today we're talking about Royals legend Robin Friday with our special guest, author and Reading fan, Stuart Kane. So firstly, hello, Stuart. Welcome to the show. Hi, Mark. How are you doing? Nice to be here. Yeah. And um, before we speak to Stuart, this is just to let you know that on tomorrow's episode, we did find Wally. And we've uh, we've got former Royals assistant manager Wally Downs <laughs> on as our special guest, and he's definitely on tomorrow because we've actually recorded it already. So he will be on um, tomorrow's episode, and he'll be talking about his time at Reading, and he also tells us what he really thinks about Neil Warnock. So that's worth listening to. That's tomorrow available from six thirty. Um, but Johnny, only one place to start really. Let's have a chat about today's game. So. Um, and if you, some, if you heard some funny noise, then uh, Johnny's moving about trying to find a, a good spot. Uh, and it looks like he's found one. He's, he's at work. So he's, he's taking a break from work. So thanks for that, Johnny. And listen, um, what a game. Probably the, the game of, of the season. Great start again for Reading. Uh, another early Lucas Yao goal from the penalty spot. But then all of a sudden we're 2-1 down. We've only 11 minutes gone. Then it's 3-1 to Swansea at halftime, then 4-1. And it ended up 4-all. Another goal from Zhao, a goal from Tom Ince, and another late goal from Tom McIntyre. All I'm going to say, Johnny, the question to you is, what did you make of all of that? <laughs> We've only got half five minutes. Oh, my God, unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable, isn't it? I was following it at work here, and I was, oh, I was going mad, like, you know, four one down. You're thinking, oh no, not Swansea again. Here we go. But then they, they just got straight back in. You know, that you can't fault the battle and the commitment with this team at the minute under Ince. Whatever people think of him as the manager, they've got some guts to go for that and get that back. No one gave them the hope of getting back to four all. And I think knowing that that really much is game set and match for us staying up now this season. Yeah, and look, Reading now um, ten points above the relegation zone with three games to go. Um, and they're only four points behind Birmingham because uh, Birmingham had a heavy defeat at Blackpool today. Um, and the other results went Reading's way. So 
Um, Barnsley lost, so they they have you know they got the game in hand. So Barnsley lost two now at home to Peterborough. Obviously brings Peter a bit a bit closer to Reading. Um, QPR beat Derby one nil. So Reading have. 41 points with three games to go. Uh, and those three, ga- those three games are away to Hull on Saturday, at home to West Brom the following Saturday, last home game of the season, and then final game away to Luton on Saturday, May the 7th. And, and here's how things stand. So Peterborough move up to 34, po- 34 points. So they're, uh, what's that, seven points? Seven points if my maths is right. Is yeah. that right? Yeah, seven points That's right, yeah. <laughs> um, behind Reading with three games left. So they can get to 43 points. Barnsley are actually bottom on 30 points. They're 10 behind Reading, but they've got an extra game to go. So they, they could get to 42 points. Um, Derby are on 31 points. They're nine behind Reading with three games left. So they can only get to 40 points, which means that Derby are relegated. So it's only mm-hmm. Peterborough... Or Barnsley that can catch us, but I, I would I agree with you, Johnny. Reading not quite guaranteed safety just yet, but almost. Um, yeah, you know, none none of those sides are, are likely to to catch us now, and and, and of course, Reading have, have still got three more games left to get a few more points, and you know that what a what a great bank holiday Easter weekend it's been. That game, that brilliant win at Sheffield United. And kind of, you know, equally as brilliant today. Absolutely fantastic. Yeah, and look, let's let's give all the credit to Paul Ince as well as the players. Um, he's been given the task of keeping Reading up, and it looks like he, he's done that. So, um, what do you make of what Paul Ince has done, Johnny? We've got a backbone, haven't we? We haven't had that this season. You know, when you know the games before, we would be three-one down, four-one down. You're going game over. I think. Most Reading fans today would have gone game over. But whatever he's installed in, in that team, the fight's there. That's, and that, as a fan, I'm sure you agree, but that's what we want is fight and some passion. And a game like that is in the memory bank for everyone that was there, wasn't it? Like, you know, to get back to a four-all draw with a last-minute equaliser. Like the game at Sheffield United, that winner. Last-minute winners, last-minute equalisers make the game. It's absolutely yeah. brilliant. And it's, you know, it's such a positive way to end a, a tough season, isn't it? And, and it's one of those games, and, and probably the same with the Sheffield United game, where you know you're gonna remember um, being at that game. That that's one of the games you're gonna be looking back on in in years to come. I'm 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 sure. Um, probably yeah. more so more so than the Sheffield United game because it's coming from four one down to draw four all. But look, um, patiently waiting by is our special guest Stuart Kane now. Um, and Stuart's going to talk to us about Royals legend Robin Friday. And um, Robin Friday scored a few legend, legendary goals to get some results like that, didn't he? And, and, and Stuart, um, thanks for joining us. Robin Friday is regarded by many Reading fans, certainly Reading fans of a certain vintage, as the greatest Reading player of all time. So we want you to kind of tell us why he's held in, in that, you know, such high regard. Um, but just looking back on his time at Reading, he, he joined Reading in 1973. He made 135 appearances, scored 53 goals, so a really good goal ratio as well. He was leading leading goal scorer for the Royals twice. He won Player of the Season twice, um, and you know just such an iconic player. And, and, and Stuart, you've written two books about Robin Friday. 
and we are going to be having a chat with you about the books, but can you, firstly, can you remember the first time you saw him play? So obviously I, 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 I'm made in 1974. So I, you know, for, for, for me, um, the first time I became aware of Robin was actually the super furry animals, um, album cover, uh, sorry, um, record cover of the man don't give a, you know what, um, and that was sort of in the in the mid nineties, um, and that kind of stayed in my brain. Um, and from there, I just became very very interested in Robin's uh, story, um, and then started to, to to research his story in in depth, and um, spent five years um, researching him. And I was as interested in what Robin did on the on the pitch. Um, as to what he did off it as well. And I wanted a, the story to kind of encapsulate him because I think, he, you know, from talking since to the players that I've spoken to, you know, players that have won European Cups and European Cup winners' Cups, who, you know, rate him right up there. We're talking 10 out of 10. And, and I think to have been a Reading fan then um, would have been difficult with, you know, not having promotion for 50 years and, and and things and then obviously this almost like this messiah suddenly appeared um you know through had a, a, a trials with um with with charlie hurley charlie hurley looked at him for a year before bringing him in on trial and you know there were delicate negotiations um and then due to sort of injuries and things and robin was still playing for his his Club Hayes um, on a on a Saturday, a coming together of events, and then Robin turns up for his first game against Northampton, and uh, I think Reading hadn't scored many goals for weeks, and then they drew three three all um, with Northampton, and he's there juggling the ball in the center 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 of the park and in the middle of the game, and he's you know he's very on his on his debut, um, and I think just those little stories like that kind of in, inspired me and, and, and a very strange coming together of different events as well sort of led me to um, you know track yeah. his story down and, and, and put put Robin sort of in the in the middle of the of the story this one takes him up to um, Reading's promotion uh, winning season takes him you know from from yeah. birth to 1976 um, and you know he's kind of rocky way to, to, to the top and to the peak of his career. Um, and then from here, we have, you know, the other side. And what I wanted, because I think Robin Friday was such an enigmatic character, was to try and put him in the book and have this from his, um, his point of view. Um, you know, rather than him being talked around, I wanted this to be him. I mean, we talk about, we're all happy to go and watch... Um, you know, a method actor in a film, but this is kind of method writing. <laughs> so I've kind of really gone in there. As I say, it was five years of writing and research and I enjoyed it. Many sleepless nights to try and recreate this. And I went about it like, you know, a, pro a professional historian and wanted to take um, the reader um, along on sort of Robin's shoulder, really, through his life and go all the way through it. You know, the games are in there. It's it, it's all in there. The ups, the downs, 
the funny bits. Um, I mean, I've had some, I've had some incredible feedback um, from, you know, people that played with him and played against him. And they've sort of said, that's, you know, that's what 70s football was like. And for somebody like me that wasn't born till 74, that's really, you know, lovely to hear. Yeah, and I, and I should I should say I did ask you can you remember the first time you saw Robin play? I should have, <laughs> had, I should have kind of added that um, that was probably going to be on YouTube or, or something. Absolutely, like that. yeah. So you, yeah. so you, you you heard this you heard this song by Super Furry Animals back in the nineties, yeah. and you thought this guy, you know, that was your inspiration, and then you know seeing some of the things and, and probably you read quite a lot about robin friday and, i did and got a lot of a, a opinion about him um what do you think it was because um I, I think he was kind of redding's version of george best that that sort of yeah. character wasn't he um yeah. what do you think was it about him that made him such an iconic player what was it how much of it was to do with his brilliance on the pitch and how much of it was, you know, his legend and his iconic status was to do with all the stuff that he got to up to off the pitch. I think, I think a mixture and amalgamation of, of both Mark really, you know, in, in terms of him and his ability, obviously I, I go, I've gone from, you know, people that saw him play and played against him um, in those games and the match reports and things like that. I just think he had an, he had a, almost a, an aura about him. I know Lisa sort of, uh, Lisa Friday talks about him being a, you know, almost like a Pied Piper in that he just had this um, magnetism. Um, so you had that element. You also had this player that was a non-conformist. I mean, when, when uh, a couple of the lads signed in, it was just before the promotion winning season and Charlie Hurley took them aside. And, and the, these were, you know, two pros in their, their early thirties, very experienced uh, Ray here on being one of them was right. Lads. It's great to have you here, but just to, just to let you know, we've got this character now. He, he can play football, but you'll have never met anybody like him. So I'm just telling you now, be prepared. <laughs> and, you know, so you had that, the fact that he did his own tricks, that he didn't do things, you know, by the book. He was his own, he was his own man, really. Um, and then obviously there are the stories around uh, Reading and around Cardiff, you know. But then you've got, also, there's these lovely little stories as well where, you know, people say, oh, he was this, he was mad, he was a lunatic. But the, the, there are these other elements, you know, he was a whole person and he's a very complex character. And you hear of these quiet moments where he meets people and he has these wonderful chats with them. And, you know, he's talking about, you know, when he used to play and, and, and things like that. So I, I just think the fact that there isn't as much footage, Mark, adds to his you know almost you know this magic which I think is why I went to write the book so I, I wanted to almost in my mind recreate it and then thought I wonder if anyone else would like to read this as well um yeah he has got this cult hero status and it is a, it is a bit to do with his off the field antics so you had yeah. stories of him coming out the spread eagle at, at 10 to three and he's like nowhere nowhere to be seen then all of a sudden he turns up has a brilliant game but that cult hero status first and foremost 
was because he was such a, a brilliant player. Uh, and we can't underestimate that. And, and, and Johnny, did you ever see him play? No, I was too young. Well, you know, I was a little, my dad used to go out drinking with him. And I remember he came right. home with one of his socks after a night out. <laughs> um, <laughs> back in the 70s, you know, that was the era, wasn't it? Uh, my brothers, my older brothers went and saw him play and they, they both said, wow, well, I, I wish I could have seen him play. I and mean, I've seen a bit of footage, but and I've read your books, Stuart, they're brilliant. They're a real Thank tribute to the, to the guy that he is. Um, and he, he is, he's an icon. I think it's the, it's the hair, it's the shirt, it's that image, isn't it, of, of Reading in, in that era. Um, a different era, different game, but, but what a player. What a character. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah, and, and he was, I think, like you, you touched on, Stuart, he, he brought to Reading uh, at the time what a player like Eric Cantona brought to Man United when he was playing for them. Yeah. Just to kind of put it in context for people who, you know, are not old enough to, you know, have seen him play and and I'm I'm the same of same as Johnny. I, I think I probably did it's quite possible I did see him play, but I was yeah. my dad took me to a game. Yeah. I mean you, you know my my kind of start of my time being a proper supporter if you like is is in the eighties, same same as, as Johnny. But um Stuart, tell us about uh firstly what are the, the two books called? Um so we- and and also can you tell us um, what was it? You know, you heard the song, Super Furry Animals song, uh, and remind us what that was called as, as well. But also, what was it that inspired you enough to think, you know, I've got to write a book about this because people get inspired, but they don't necessarily go on and write a book about something. So, sorry, there's about four questions in there. So, no, I, I'll, 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 I'll name, mentally. Name I'll... Books, <laughs> name, remind us of the name of that song and, and what was it that you know, absolutely compelled you to, to write the books. Okay. So the first book is called Man Friday, the first half that's by me, Stuart Kane. Um, and that takes Robin up tonight, the promotion season of 1976. And then we've got Man Friday, the second half. And that takes uh, Robin from his uh, last half season with Reading right up until the end of his, his life till uh, 1990. Um, the, it was the super ar- ana- furry animals. The man don't give a, an F. I won't say it. Um, <laughs> so that the I saw in, in a friend of mine's house in Bristol. So my friend was living over in Bristol at the time. Now, that didn't really mean anything to me at the time, the connection with Bristol. But obviously, Robin did live there um, when he was um, playing for, for Cardiff. Um, the inspiration was a coming together so i i read um i read paolo's book and that something clicked with that and i thought there's more to this story so you, say, you know so sorry, when you say paolo's book that that was a, yeah. a book another book about robin friday right what that, was that was yeah 1997 the greatest footballer you never saw um, right? and that was 97 written with um uh Gwigsy from oasis and 
I read that book and I, I, I loved it. And it was actually a friend of mine that recommended it to me, uh, Matt Tune, who the first book is actually dedicated to. And he sort of said, you've got to read this book, Stuart. He's right up your street. Um, and I think you, you'll be able to relate to his story. So I thought, OK. And I read it and I thought, wow, I like that. But I felt there was more there. I definitely felt there was more there, particularly the Cardiff, because I think there's 20 pages in The Greatest Footballer. And in mine, obviously, I dedicate a, a whole book to what went on during that that year, because there was a lot of things going on. Um, and in 2015, um, I started doing a creative writing course and um, I was rooting around for stories to do and then the lady taking the course uh, Emma Henderson a novelist sort of held up the damned united by David Peace and I thought I, I went I'd read it before but I went back and read it again in a couple of days and I was like right I love that I love the style of writing um, and then I got a phone call um, from a friend of mine Pete who said how are you doing I was like I'm all good and he said I've got some terrible news some tragic news and I said well what's what's happened and he said well it's it's Matt I said what Matt Tune and he went yeah Matt I said what's happened he said he's dead and I went what and so he was 39 a year older than uh, Robin I mean he lived up in Birmingham he's a, a, a brummy but he was found out later he was actually born in Hammersmith the same as Robin um, and he sort of lived his life in a certain uh, way similar to Robin you know, um, like living, very bright lad, but like to do things his own way, a non-conformist. And he passed away with an open verdict as, as well, like like Robin um, did. Um, and all of a sudden in my brain, I just put the greatest footballer and the damned United and thought I could do the same thing with Robin's story here. And then off I went to the archives going you know I spent months going through these archives reading everything I could on, on Robin's story in in Reading and Cardiff and down in London as well and found out things which you know people didn't know um and so and through that I tried you know tried my my best to 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 try and draw or write my own portrait of him which you know from talking to the lads that played with him they've said you've got a handle on the story you know you, you you you've got it and um tony robbins um brother who i who i speak to every so often we went to the game a couple of weeks ago and he said you know there are things in that book that, that people just don't know um you know you, he said i'll take my hat off to you you know you've done you've done your work um and you know as i say i think from people that read it they can tell that i've you know done 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 my research and you know, hopefully for people, I, I bring, you know, Robin and his life back to life. Now, obviously, it's it's my portrait of him through that I've kind of created through all, all the research. But as I say, it was a joy to do uh, and yeah. an honour to. And I, and I think that that kind of is a line that your story is, is kind of aligned with his iconic status because you, you never actually saw him play. But he inspired you enough from what you heard about him to you know, tell, tell his story in a, in a different way, if you like, and include yeah. them, you know, include a, not a, a lot of new stuff in, in the books. So, and you mentioned his, his death, uh, you know, he did, he, he did die young. I think it was um drug overdose, wasn't it? 
Well, the, the, it was an open verdict. They, were, they weren't sure. I mean, they said it was a heart attack. So, you know, no, we'll, we'll never, you know, we'll, we'll never really know. Um, you know, it's, it, it's, it, it's one of those, I mean, he did, you know, he lived um, his life the way that he wanted, uh, he, he wanted to. Yeah. And, and he, he was, you could describe him as a rock star of, of football and there's not, there's, not been many like him in in football history. I think that's the point. It's not just uh, about someone that played for Reading and, and Cardiff. This is about um, you know a, a player who had such an iconic status in the game as a whole. Really, isn't it? Oh, de- definitely. And you know, he could have he could have played if he'd have set his mind to it. He could have played in the old first first division, but obviously he had so much that was going on off the pitch that. You know, um, things things change, but yeah, I, I definitely say he was a rock and roll um, footballer um, yeah. with with without a doubt. Yeah, and, and I'm going to bring Johnny in now. And, and Johnny, we're uh, we're doing our um, series of uh, counting down to finding the greatest Reading eleven of all time. So it's a week Sunday. So on on Sunday, we're going to choose the, the midfielders. We've already chosen the goalkeeper which was Steve Death, another iconic player for, for Reading. Uh, on Sunday, we chose the, the defenders. This Sunday, come in, we're choosing our greatest midfielders to, to go in a, a greatest Reading eleven from the last 50 years. So a week on Sunday, we're choosing the two forwards. He's on the shortlist. Trevor Seen is on the, on the shortlist. We've got a load of players. Uh, we haven't recorded the episode yet, so we don't know who's getting in, but Robin Friday is on that shortlist. Um and and it is you know it's the greatest reading players it's not just because you know he's he's an icon it it was because he was a, a brilliant player and and johnny what for you if you talk about a cult hero an icon a great you know what 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 does it take what does it need um for for a player to attain that sort of level of status and you know what was it about robin friday from all the stories that you've heard and what you know about him that makes him kind think, of at that level. I think it's like everything, isn't it? A star that you you wish you'd seen more of. You know, he was there for a you know he shone for a couple of seasons and was you know he obviously was a talented player, could have played at a higher level, but it wasn't ever all just about his football. It was all the off the pitch stuff. Um, and 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 I think you know I think he was voted, wasn't he, the last century Reading's best player by in a club vote, wasn't it? But the up to two thousand. I think they yeah, had a player of the millennium. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, and, and, and I think, like you know, for me, like, sure, it, it, like for the younger folks that watch this, is there a, like you know, could you kind of one story or one thing from his on the pitch and his off the pitch that would give of sort of listeners an idea of who he is as a person? That would that would probably sum him up. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, um, I suppose that that. I'd cho- I'd have to choose the the wonder goal um, against um, against Tranmere and perhaps the the Rochdale if we're you know link it to Tom McIntyre's uh, winner um, in the the pre not the game today the previous game in yeah. um, where Robin was playing against Rochdale and uh, scored the winner knocked it in from five yards out and ran round the the back of the goals with uh, John Ashton celebrating and saw a policeman and. And gave him a big kiss, um, and I suppose you've got you've got Robin going to um, 
you know, going out to the the, the Boar's Head, um, or perhaps is it Sindelsham Mill um, around there doing um, <laughs> various activities in the pub, shall we say, uh, enjoying himself. <laughs> yeah, and, and it's, 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 go on, John. Sorry. No, to say, I think you know when you hear those stories, obviously, like you know, a lot of the people we've had on like different era, isn't it? Do you imagine if you had social media around in Robin's day? Jeez, you probably would never play another game. <laughs> I, I honestly, I, I don't think. I think if they had, I don't think he'd have made it through his trial. I, I really don't. It, it, you know, I, I think about when I, I was young. I think if you'd have had social media, um, I think I'd have, <laughs> I'd have struggled. Um, but yeah, I think yeah, just it's that special thing isn't it it's 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 a different and it's seen i think the 70s now are just they're that far you know far away and there are those of us that, that were born in the 70s but I, I think that it's it's almost an, a magical age that the football then you had the mavericks it, it was that they came to the fore and you had the, the the england set up the way that that was and and robin always said that when he got rejected by qpr and he got rejected by chelsea that it made him it made him sick i mean it did it made him sick and i can definitely relate to that because that happened to me with uh, with villa and warsaw when i was a, a a youth player but to have that and to hold he held on to that and that was part of his driving force was i will make it but i'll make it on my terms i'm not going to be a runner for 90 minutes um because i don't need to be <laughs> you know he ha- he was he, he could he could do the magic that he could do with a with a ball they say that actually it sometimes I reckon it's because he had his bow legs so he's bow legged and pigeon toed and because of the way that he kind of could control the ball and he could hit it he almost got like a natural spin so he he was able to do whatever he wanted to do with that ball Uh, and Stuart tell us about this goal against Tramek because I've heard about it you know um it 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 is one of the iconic goals in Reading's history, not just connected to Robin Friday. T- talk us through through the goal for people who don't know about it. So there were three million people there, judging from what I've seen on Facebook. <laughs> so, everybody was there. So yeah, there was about ten thousand people there. It was a mi- it was a midweek game, um, and and I from talking to you know from the old heads that used to go down to Elm Park. There was something special about those Wednesday nights under the floodlights at Elm Park, particularly when when Robin was there. Something something happened on on that pitch. Um, I believe, and this is me trying to use my my Robin Friday library that's in my mind, is that there was a clearance upfield from uh, Gary Peters from defence. Robin received the ball with his back um, to goal. A, a, about five yards outside of the outside of the area and in one one moment managed to control bring the ball down control it swivel swoop and knock it not top right corner but on the right hand side and obviously this that photo of um you can see all the Tranmere defenders who are kind of almost like tin soldiers stood there and you can see Robin's hands up from from behind, and then you can see um, good old Clive Thomas with his hands on his head shortly before he gives uh, he gives it a clap. But they, what they talk about is that almost like a moment, a split second moment, because there's no replays. Then there's no. I can just watch it up there. It's there's just this silence. 
how's that happened? <laughs> it's just this disbelief. But then there was that many versions of the of of the story. I, I suppose if anyone wanted to look it up on YouTube to get something close, you've got Tianri against uh, Manchester United in about 2001. There's a beautiful one I've seen recently, uh, which is Patrick Berger for Portsmouth. If you Google, just put Patrick Berger wonder goal. And I mean, the, those guys, I mean, they had it served to them along the floor on a silver platter, but Robin kind of had to pull it yeah. out, out of the yeah. air, but, and a bit like um, Bergkamp scored a couple of goals like that as well, didn't he? Similar, similar kind of goal to to a couple of the goals that, that Bergkamp scored for for Arsenal as well. I think definitely, and I think that's again that's just part of the magic, isn't it? The fact that we can't just go to YouTube and watch this again and again. We've literally we've got little bits of him, you know, playing for Reading where you can just see him swooping the ball around on the outside of his foot and just playing little, you know, dinky little passes. And then there's the one where he's, you know, he plays in the in the Luton game. Um, you kind of, which is good because you can see the way that he tackles, he the way that he get down. And um, David uh, Downs, the the Reading historian, talks about it the way that he could just get down and scoop the ball <laughs> with this beautiful sliding tackle. It's it's great. It's great to see. And then he's off and scores. Yeah, and and, and Stuart, just if if you can, we're, we're coming towards the end now. But if you can, yeah. just. Just sum up, you know, you, and include what what you like, it, what he did on the pitch, what happened on, off the pitch. Just his aura, if you like, his personality, what, whatever you want to. Just sum him up um, as a person, as a player, and why he's such an icon for Reading. I think I'm going to steal the words of Peter Reid, uh, who described um, that's Peter Reid, the former Everton and England international, who described. Uh, Robin, um, he played against Robin a couple of times and he described him as a, um, a beautiful, um, br- uh, wonderful character with breathtaking ability. Um, and if I can sum him up in a word, I would just say enigma. Uh, yeah. You know, as, as, as I, I think, again, I'll use the term magical as well. There's just something, there is something magical about Robin's story. It's that oral history. I know Roger Titford's spoken about it a lot this this oral history with with robin's um story but you know make no mistake he he was some player he really was but he was some player on his terms and it always had yeah. to be on his terms yeah and, and a force of nature i think as well would yeah. be a, a reasonable description well look you know if you're interested to find out if robin friday gets in our greatest reading 11 from the last 50 years Definitely. that's a week on week on sunday on Sunday, we, we're choosing four midfielders to go in that team. So, again, that's the greatest Reading eleven from the last 50 years. Um, we've, uh, we've got another episode tomorrow when we'll be talking to former Royals assistant manager Wally Downs. And, yes, he does tell us what he thinks of uh, um, Neil Warnock. So that's quite interesting to listen to. Brilliant. Uh, he doesn't hold back on that one. But that's available from 630 tomorrow um so Stuart thanks ever so much for joining us and cheers Mark and talking about the the legend the icon the cult hero that was Robin Friday and we've actually got another episode like this coming up um with Alexandria Death um Steve oh wonderful so that's that's coming up next week um 
So, Definitely. Stuart, thanks ever so much. Really, uh, you know, great. No, no honestly, my, my pleasure. And I don't know if you guys have had the chance to go to Reading Museum yet, but a big shout out to their um, their expo there, um, which has been produced by the, the wonderful um, people there and Brendan Carr, the curator. It is wonderful. And it's got Robin Friday shirts and, and you know, the Simod Cup, everything. Definitely yeah, worth seeing. And Stuart, just before we, we go, just tell us um, the, the names of the books again and how people can get hold of them. So um, on good old Amazon, you've got uh, Man Friday, the first half by Stuart Kane and Man Friday, the second half. Um, yeah. OK. All right, Stuart. Fantastic. Thanks thank so much. You. Cheers, Cheers, thank you. Thank you. Oh, that's brilliant. Thank you. And and just finally, you know, thanks to all of you for listening. Hope you're enjoying these episodes. And as I say, we've got that episode focusing on Steve Death coming up with his his daughter. And, you know, uh, uh, and what a day to be a Reading fan. You know, we're talking about Robin Friday and an amazing bank holiday weekend for the Royals. The, the win at Sheffield United, the four all today, Tom McIntyre coming up trumps again. Um, so we've got more great guests coming up so so stay tuned and, and don't forget you can follow us on twitter and instagram at 1870 po- 1871 podcast and uh it's a it's a while a few days before the next game but come on you ours sports social podcast network it is ryan here and i have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.